Hello, friend. On today's creativity chat, we have the lovely Sydney Smith, and we're going to be talking about the inability to not create. Oof, that's good. Tell me what you love to make. I love to make art, in short. Um, visual art. Oh, well, um, I think I mostly lean towards painting. Um, I'm not sure if that's because it is more convenient than printmaking or anything like that. I think I also like the idea of being 80 years old and still getting to do it on my front porch or something. So maybe that's part of it, but that's the one that follows me most often. When you were little, were you always painting like random things or what did what did that look like? I had a semi-creative family or at least a family that encouraged my creating and it was mostly like drawing. My grandmother would have like a sketch pad on her always and it's like how I would pass the time. So I think drawing was kind of the first thing that snatched me and then it was like in high school when I kind of started taking painting classes or at least like I had an art teacher who was amazing and painting was something I hadn't quite figured out yet how to do mechanically. And so I was sort of fascinated with learning how it was done. Um, and then it just kind of evolved from there. It began as interest and a hobby and something I always wanted to do all the time just to create, but evolved into like, hmm, that looks fun. Maybe I'll try that one next. So when you were in high school, did you have other friends that were interested in painting or were you kind of just like, oh, I, I'm the one that walked away from art class, really enjoying this? I feel like I was involved in a few different circles. There wasn't necessarily one that I ran in. I had like my class friends and then sports friends and art friends whereas majority of the people in my art classes were were there because they had to take one or had to get a credit um i found myself like every year looking to somehow shift my schedule around to make room for one even if it was something i'd never done before like my first ceramics class i it was so brand new and even i think brand new first school but i was like oh this is the only art class i think i can fit in my schedule i guess i'll do it <laughs> and so yeah. Um, with that, it wasn't necessarily my friend group that informed it, but I think art did um, serve as a way to introduce me to a different group of people, which I loved. And you went to college and you were an education major that switched into art. Yes. How long did that take for you to make that switch? So when I finished high school, I think I was, I was kind of 13 going on 30 for a large part of my life. <laughs> Um, and so I think I, in leaving high school, was like, okay, what will give me a job? Like, I know I love art, and I know this is something that I would absolutely love to do, um, but I wasn't really convinced in that being a real thing. Um, and so I started school at Clemson as an elementary education major. Also, praise the Lord, we did not <laughs> take that route. So that was discovery. Um, yeah, I worked um, a summer at a camp you and I both have had um, some experience in and it was honestly the relationships that I made on that team where I just met people who knew this about me and knew it was the gift and knew I kind of missed it and I'd sort of vocalized some of that that summer so I came back in the fall and finished a semester in education and just kind of knew like I don't think this is the avenue so I remember talking to an advisor actually, and we didn't have like an art education program at Clemson or anything like that. Clemson isn't necessarily the school you think of too when you think of fine art. Although art. Great program, <laughs> small plug. Um, 
and so I kind of just like wasn't sure as what that would look like and she even told me like well they have this program at art ed at other schools you could consider transferring and that's like not necessarily what you want to hear um I had already had some roots and some friends and was involved in ministry and things like that and just kind of knew okay it's either I stay here at Clemson and go the fine art route and just dive in or I try to think of something that's a little more practical elsewhere and and the obvious answer for me at the time was okay I guess I'll just like change to art <laughs> not really knowing what that would look <laughs> like or what the application whatever process would look like but um, it was like a matter of a few days it all just kind of turned around and my parents were I was kind of nervous to tell my parents too or to ask my parents and say like what are your thoughts on fine art as a job yeah um, <laughs> they're like a math teacher and an engineer <laughs> so just okay different brains you know but yeah they're encouraging and you know that similar to what I've been discovering too it's just been something that's followed me my whole life and yeah started um that next semester as an art major holy cow what a shift um but I literally couldn't imagine any different so it was awesome leaving school and just you do a really great job of consistently sharing the things that you're creating which I really admire because I'll see yourself and I'm like oh this is really nice or I'll, whoever I'm with I'm like hey look at what this person oh my gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's That's so kind. when did you I assume you use like procreate on like an iPad or something like that yeah. because you do a lot of illustrations every once in a while I think that's too kind of uh, an accessible way to still do something creative um I I think it's not just me being extra. I think I just enjoy the intentionality behind what we can do with posts or platforms and Oh, yeah, no, I didn't I didn't think you were oh. being extra or anything. <laughs> no, <you're laughs> I know it's not what it sounded like. Also in reflecting, I'm like, I know it looks it probably looks like a lot to some people, but it really is just like No, I think layer, it's great. Know? I love having my Instagram feed full yeah. of art. So totally. You were just adding to that. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, no, I I think, too, we're in a digital age where people are, like, drawn to that medium or the way we can make things look visually interesting. And um, for me, it's, like, an added layer of intentionality when I get to, like, not just post a picture. I'm kind of referring to my personal Instagram now, but... Um, no, it's, yeah, you have a lot of collages. Yeah, just to kind of, like, spice things up or kind of add um significance to me I think it's cool when you cannot just like spend time with a photo and maybe write a quick thing about it but to like really remember what the moment felt like or who the person is or whatever made the day special and to kind of like add that into a photo whether or not people see it as that or not you get the pleasure of just like being able to look back and and have some of those visual cues so in the same way a journal kind of captures yeah. that um, I like for my Instagram to kind of feel like a visual journal of sorts. So, if, and if anything, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> so you do live wedding paintings. <laughs> and I didn't even know that was a thing until you started sharing that. How did you get into that? Great question. Um, I think I kind of just hit, hit a sweet spot with it being new to the wedding world. Um, and my friend Danielle, actually, she, her sister was getting married in Athens and 
had asked if I'd ever heard of it or had seen it or anything like that. And I was like, no, but I can like give it a shot. Literally, sometimes I make decisions and I'm like, did Sydney know what she was doing? That's bold. But it was such an honor to be entrusted, you know, with, with someone's favorite day ever. And yeah, I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I brought oil paint, bad decision. Oil paint takes 150 years to dry and just long story short, a big mess, but I mean, it worked out great. And I, I really still love the painting, but I had this giant clunky easel. This is before I'd um, invested in like a portable easel. Um, oh I had a glass gosh. palette, which is maybe like 10 pounds. You can't hold that while you paint. So oh, just great. like some of those mechanical things where you're like, wow, I really made this hard. <laughs> um, so since then, and since other people have, have allowed me to be a part of their weddings and um, ceremonies and things like that. I've for sure learned a lot. The curve has been massive. <laughs> but yeah, from that, it kind of just became a thing that people would see online and they'd invite their friends or someone random on the internet would be like, hey, I saw you did this. Are you free this day? So it's been really cool. Well, first off, like I said, I had no idea people could do that. But I mean, you can do anything at weddings at this point in life there's nothing off the table I mean I'm waiting for the day when someone's like oh I'm selling jewelry at my wedding (laughs) I just have like a farmer's market in the back I'm down that'd be so fun let's write some of these down let's see what we can do we should we should make a farmer's market at every wedding we go to and we should charge more you know because it's a wedding yeah you can do that yeah thankful for all the encouragement I received to be like Sydney what no you should rack that baby up oh yeah up that price (laughs) (laughs) but so now during quarantine, or I guess we're not technically in quarantine, but we're still kind of like a little mm-hmm. bit sheltered. Uh, how have you seen creativity expand a little bit in your life? Just to be able to say, like, I have a job and can work from home and there's more time and space to work on the things I love in the creative realm. That's just such a privilege and a gift and not everyone's story. And so I think with that, it really did feel like a gift to kind of get a head start or get a wrap on some of the things people have graciously been awaiting <laughs> me to finish. And then in addition to that, I haven't just like made art as Sydney in a long time. That was for no reason or for fun. Um, and so I think that kind of opened up space to think about a lot of things, you know, of, um, I was kind of processing with my friend Chelsea not too long ago about Um, art and my relationship with it and I think for a long time I in making felt like it needed to be purposeful and heavy and important and conceptual and full of what I felt was valuable Um, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's with an audience in mind I don't know but somewhere along the line of creating I kind of create I have this like idea in my head of like what was and what wasn't valuable and if it didn't have purpose or if it didn't have meaning, then it's probably not important and probably not worth my time making. Um, but I think in that and even sitting in this time at home and and being able to create more, I've been reminded that it's not about the, the value that someone else gives it. It's I as the creator get to say this is worth existing. And I think, I think there are parallels in art and the human experience. And that's like one of my favorite things to kind of think about or reflect on. And sometimes I'll just 
randomly in my kitchen be thinking about art and pricing or whatever it is like art <laughs> is doing to my brain at the time and just be reminded in it that like hmm, I'm like also creation too and so like this means that it's not about what I give to the world that determines my value or my purpose but it's just the fact someone saw fit for me to be created like that alone is enough and so I think that's been kind of inspiring to my to my work now um, is that it, there's this like blurry line that I think can exist between conceptual, heavy, deep, profound, impressive work or like portraiture or something that people can look at and say, whoa, that's hard. That's like a gift to be able to do that. And something that is a lemon illustration and something you can make replicate like prints of and replicate and so I think I like blurring the line a little bit of saying this can look one way and mean another and vice versa that like I get to kind of decide what this is about um, and I get to decide whether or not it's worth making and I think it is I think it's worth making I've probably been a little more stubborn in learning that or even allowing the space to, to learn that and choosing like are worth doing with my free time, even though I'm like tired or like if we were to go back five months ago, I was not making work um, because we would, you know, we were all in the same boat. We would go to work, come home, be tired, do it all over again the next day. And so this has been just like a nice realignment of sorts. Um, that's been really inspiring. So I think that answered the question. <laughs> I think so too. Are there any new findings in this time of realignment that you feel ready to share? I think definitely that the one of purpose. Um, and that really just came out from, from just like talking about some prints that I made in this time and thinking about how they like evolved right in front of me of sort of like what the purpose was. Like originally it was, hmm, I haven't carved a lino cut since college. I might as well do it here. And um, my friend Beth and I have she teaches me so much and um some of the lessons she's learning have have to do with that imagery of like a woman and you know life gives you lemons blah 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 and that can feel very cheesy and cliche sometimes but it's still profound when you think about what it can mean for you personally and so it kind of just began as an illustration of that <clears throat> of that conversation and then became something that I could actually use and do and then quite literally oh I can make a good thing out of this like time that's really hard for everyone so it kind of evolved and became this Sydney shaped way to contribute or encourage um and it was like good for my soul too just to be able to like make work and share with people and it was a good stretch for vulnerability and all that comes with sharing things you care about. So, yeah, I think I think just that of, of leaning into, if you are a creative and you feel like that is a part of who you are and not just what you do, then the work you make is worth existing. Some of like what I'm learning in that too, at least with my walk with the Lord, it's like not about how well I do X, Y, and Z, or how disciplined I am. Sometimes that gets me to like, yeah, discipline, that means I'm good. But that's like not what it's about either. And I'll probably 
stop there to spare you the details of my journal. <laughs> oh my gosh, and it starts to pull out a rag to wipe sweat from my brow. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting hot in here. <laughs> Create your work because odds are you'll learn from it. I think it's great because I've noticed things that I've gotten to make have only helped me later on, whether that's personally, whether that's with other yeah. jobs, et cetera, et cetera. And I think even too, like there's something in us um, when we are acting and whatever it is we're supposed to be creating that, at least from any way I've experienced like a healing that happens. Like I didn't even know my brain was so full of thought until I like sit and I'm working on a painting that's just for fun. And honestly, it's play. Like it's a thing that allows kids to even develop or have imagination. I think the same thing is still in us. And so when you're in that mode, you're, I think your brain is doing a lot of healing. Oh, I think I read somewhere, this is probably sciencey, and for any, anyone who knows the actual stuff behind this, feel free to, you know, chime in. But in the same way, like small tasks that are mindless, like folding laundry is like good for your brain to heal. I think I for sure experience that um, when I make work, especially work that's just for fun and just exists because it can. Um, I think that alone is like so special i think so too and i will say you seem to be a thinker but you also are very good at externally processing your thoughts oh thank you it's probably because they've stirred in there for so long that they're just dying to come out they're screaming like let me out let Truly. me out <laughs> and i'm so thankful too to have the people in my life who enjoy listening to things that are very different from what they think about especially like when it comes to art or things like that and so yes I'm very thankful for all the people who have given me space to talk talk things out they're the best good people have been good listeners what's something that you hope to make like just for the rest of the year great question I think I would love to just like play one of my goals is just to like finish the commissions that I have requested and we're really really close to that for like great goal <laughs> Shout out to everyone who has waited patiently. I flirt in the back of my head with having a show or something like that that would just show personal work. And I think I have ideas that I sketch about, um, but know that for every one piece of work, there's like five pieces that don't work and a lot of experimentation and fun and time. <laughs> so. I think I just want to carve out time this year. And thankfully that's... You're doing it. <laughs> so yeah, I think I would like love to have a show one day that could be literally so small and pop-up-y and just my close people come by and stare at the same wall and be in the same space. I think that alone is worth celebrating. And if art can do that, awesome. That's like, that was one of my literal favorite memories ever from college. Yeah, your senior showcase. Yes. Oh, wow, literally such a special day just to have people in the same room who have never met, but they've heard of each other and know I know them and blah, blah, blah. And to see like this one wall full of experiences that they've had to, to do with, you know, like a lot of my work was based on the human experience and growth and the way people in place really inform that. And so, yeah, that was just one of my favorite things ever. And so, I often look back at that and think, man, to do that again, just to like have all of your people look at the same stuff and be inspired or encouraged or any of that. I think that's so cool. And I think too, like the idea of like selling your work sounds amazing. Like it's 
thankfully not my one source of income right now. So it can feel like a fun side hustle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't want to like disqualify any other, you know, possibilities out there. I think you having another show is very doable when we can all gather again, or you can like, we can get arrival times. Everyone wait outside six feet apart. Six feet apart. <laughs> Wear a mask and some gloves. Yes. Don't touch my work. But the farmer's market will be in the back still. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Sydney, thank you so much for being on today's creativity chat. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for hitting me up. I loved it. Love getting to chat. Thank you to everyone who listened. Oh, I'll link all of Sydney's things in the show Woo-hoo. notes as well. I hope you have a lovely rest of the day and I'll see you next. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.